Hey, you're about to listen to Trek Off, but before you do, I wanted to let you know that there is another podcast called Totally Super, where we review every superhero movie ever made. It's me and my buddy Arthur. We go through the Batman movies, the X-Men movies, the Avengers movies, movies like The Crow and Dr. Horrible and more. So please, while you're listening to this, hop over to wherever you subscribe to podcasts and subscribe to Totally Super. Okay, here's Trek Off. It's time for Trek Off. Set phasers to love. Welcome to Trek Off. My name is Justin. And my name's Alexia. And today we are in day 7,326,000 of social isolation. (laughs) Day 7,237,000 of no restaurants, no movie theaters. I had Hamilton tickets. I finally got Hamilton tickets. It took me forever. I got them and I got informed three days ago that I was going to be refunded my money at some point in the next four weeks because they're canceled. They canceled Hamilton. I do not get to be in the room where it happens, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, another that's, day. My, that's rough. My, my <laughs> concert this summer. So every summer I try and go see the Bare Naked Ladies, something I do almost every summer. If you're a big Big Bang Theory fan, you get to hear them every week. Um, but I've seen them in concert 18 times this wow, summer. Wow, that is commitment, dude. Yeah, it's more, it's not really commitment so much as it's like, it's become like a summer tradition, right? They come by in July and like, oh, P&L is back. Okay, let's go. It's like a party and we have a fun time. This year they were, they're going to be uh, sharing the stage with Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket. Oh, Gin Blossoms. I would have had such a good time because that's like right in my, like right in my early nineties wheelhouse (laughs) and gone. I don't get to go. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm people have a much worse than I do. Like, you know, we're, we're I've been able to go to the movies for the record. So sorry. Yeah. Um, sorry about your bad luck. (laughs) What? You went to the movies? Uh huh. How'd you go to the movies? It's a little something I like to call VR. Oh, that's right. Shoot. Maybe it's time for that. I'm telling you, dude, it's, it's, it really, it like, you can get a quest for not that much money and you could get a- can i put it in, can i put something out there can i put something out there microsoft you invented everything all right <laughs> you invented computers can we be clear you invented windows what you do is computers it's all you do sony was a company on the way out it was on its way out and it was like i guess we'll just do another playstation before we fold so explain to me why sony people who are playstation fans get to have vr and I, who've been loyal to Xbox for years, still don't get one. I don't get it. Nobody, because nobody liked. I'll connect. tell you why. Sorry, I tell you exactly why. Because you have a PC as well, do you not? You can get a free PC, but my PC is anywhere. And you better I, I, have a really yeah, well, powerful PC. I'm, I, I'm, I can get anything in 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 Amsterdam. You want to hear something really funny? A friend of mine uh, is is Mormon, and when he was 19, uh, I don't know how much you know about Mormons. But when they're 19, they go away for two years on a mission mm-hmm. to bring people to the faith. That's what they do. Um, they go to different areas. I had a friend who went to East LA and you know served uh, served like poor people in, in in that area, and then you know worked for, through the church and that other pe- other people in other places. My good friend Brett went to Spain. Is where he was. Wow. And he's 19 years old. You go for like six weeks in the missionary training center where they make you even more Mormon than Mormon. Um, <laughs> and 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 so like you come out of it like absolutely you know ding dong hello um, and. <laughs> Um, and, and so he gets, he, he gets, he gets to Spain and 
like within like the first couple weeks of being there a and this is a story he conveyed to me after he got back this this incredibly buxom woman wearing wearing like just in spain the rules of modesty are different than here oh, certainly different sure. than than, oh, yes. than in all of europe frankly, but yeah. yeah having having just left having just left salt lake city he gets there <laughs> and she, she goes, goes i know you i do the i can't do a spanish accent very well she goes she goes you're from america aren't you and, and he goes he goes yeah and he goes, she goes do you know what the difference is and she gets all close to him do you know what the difference is between spain and america and he goes what ma'am she goes in spain you can do anything you want <laughs> stop it dude that's fucking amazing <laughs> That's amazing. So, well, given enough money, you can do anything and have anything. I don't have. You know, no, you we, can't. We have, here, like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you, 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 may, your PC may or may not be powerful enough for, but it would it still is. cost you a lot to get, and it would, and you'd be tethered to the computer. That's why I recommend the Oculus Quest because it leaves you untethered. Like, you charge it up, you can only get like, a, you know, probably two and a, maybe two and a half hours. Um, in my experience, like straight in there. And it would spend it's perfect for you because that's the only place you can play uh Star Wars Immortal. Um Oh, and, and used used it's only it's only five hundred and fifty dollars. I'm telling you, it's really a, a, I mean a, a new one was only five hundred bucks as far as I re- recall. Yeah, I, I I unfortunately um uh when I said that we're doing okay, <laughs> let me let me please let me let Well, me sure, sure. Off the I mean, okay. yeah, no, I'm not saying that that's not that that's no money i'm simply saying that like if you were spending like if you add up the amount of money you would normally spend going to the movies it would it would add up to an oculus quickly <laughs> you know what i'm saying well, but, and okay, like but here's the thing though so so i talk actually in the in the movie oh by the way and anyone's wondering i am uh, i'm shooting a new movie uh starting in two weeks should should be fun a movie that i wrote about being in quarantine um uh so uh daniel ross and i are working on it together it's gonna be really cool um but the one thing that i write about in that movie is that the thing about going to the movies that i like is being in the theater with people and that's the deal that's what i like like what i want out of it is the the moment that that matters to me is the moment right like when the when the lights go down and the trailers are done and the lights go down and the company logo pops up on the screen and the movie's kind of starting or in the case of star Wars, it's, it's, you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. And my favorite part of the whole movie is, is that moment right then. And for me, that's because it's like being on a roller coaster where the, yeah, it's the just top, about to just go about over to go the down. top of the hill. The movie might be great. The movie might suck, but whatever happens, you're in it together with, with these, these other, you know, 150 people who are in there watching it with you. And it's like, you know, and I, I'm telling you that they have I, I that. They're that. just virtual people. You're it's in a movie the theater and there's an actual avatar sitting next to you. Like, I'm saying you would be surprised how much the same it is having experienced it myself like i'll give you like i'll give you an example um you know me right obviously i I've cried you, every yes. I'm, I'm just saying i cried everything right i mean i cried yes. fucking mortal Kombat 11 so um the first time i ever went into um and to just be just to be clear i'm not like oculus doesn't pay me anything and big screen beta what do you think is the is the actual uh theater program on there doesn't pay me anything although it'd be nice if either one of them did um uh so i go I decided to go myself because Mr. A's asleep. 
and I hadn't gone yet. And so I go in there and I, and at that time they didn't have like the, it's the, the beta has transformed a lot. And now they actually have, you buy tickets, they present movies. Like before it was more like, um, like people set up rooms, like in, um, uh, <laughs> a very divisive movie for us, uh, but a great book, um, uh, that I cannot remember the title of right Ready now. Ready Player but, One. Yeah. Yes. Ready Player, Ready player One. one. Well, yeah, so everybody has channels. See- and so, so, but there's people who like yourself have like their video libraries, for instance, are on like their PC. And so people who are on the PC and who are on like the, the Oculus, um, Rift and, and, quest are all together there's no separation and so those people will host rooms and they'll like play movies and stuff and so i was like oh this is really cool and so i hopped into like a movie theater and there's probably i mean there's maybe like i don't know 10 or 15 people in there and like you can hear and everybody's like your mic's just open it's just like sitting in a movie theater with these people that you don't know and i mean the difference is they can hear you a lot better than if they're eight rows away from you in real life i found out because what I did not know is I was watching, I don't even remember what movie it was. It was something I'd seen before because I obviously I didn't want to spoil myself if it was like three quarters of the way through the movie. Um, and I, I start crying. I don't remember why, but I'm like crying and like sniffling and stuff. And like about five minutes later, somebody goes, are you okay? And I'm like, oh shit. Like I didn't, like I didn't know that they could like hear me. And I was like <laughs> so horribly embarrassed <laughs> i like laughed like i was like are they talking to me oh god i think they might be talking to me i'm leaving i am so embarrassed right now um, oh, that's really funny uh, so like they were there man like they were right and like it was the person sitting next to me <laughs> because i they had like turned their avatar toward me and i was like oh jesus <laughs> so it's funny it is remarkably like actually being there i'm just saying uh you would i think you if especially if it's gonna be a long time which i expect it will be uh before theaters and places like that and um and i watched live theater as well i watched um something i've always wanted to do i've always wanted to see a show um where the two actors and the main roles switch parts you know what i'm talking okay, about yeah you, like, you, like, yeah yeah i think they did it with um uh like waiting for godot i think patrick yes. stewart and Ian mckellen did that yes they did exactly which i hope they do that i hope they put it up there so national theater because of the quarantine um they have recorded they have great recordings of like some of the best recordings you'll you'll see i think in my experience of seeing theater production recordings and uh the only other time i'd ever seen something from them was uh when david tennant and the woman who played donna um did much ado about nothing and it was delightful but I watched it like on my computer screen, right? So this time me and Mr. A had two virtual dates where we went, like we're sitting together, we're both in VR and we're like holding hands like we would in the movie theater and we're like just at YouTube VR watching that. W- so national theater every Thursday because the quarantine, they put out something that they have uh, for free and it's free for the next week, I believe. And then they change it to something else. And so this past week, and sadly you missed it. If you missed it, oh, 
think about buying it. I think there might be a way to buy it through their website. But um, it was Frankenstein, which is traditionally not one of my favorite plays, actually. But the reason I wanted to see it was because it was one of these switcheroosies, which I've never gotten to see. And it was switching the, between the monster and, and Dr. Frankenstein with Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch. And All it right. was amazing to watch. I really felt like me and Mr. A, even though this wasn't nearly as immersive as the other thing. Like, there's no other, pe- like, actual people. Like, these is clearly it's a recording, but you hear, like, you hear the creaks of people's chairs. You, you know, people, co- you know, when they cough in the audience, whenever, when people laugh at something, like, it, it, it almost feels like you're in, in the theater when you do it in VR. Um, I like, I definitely can tell you there's a difference, right? It's, it's just, it's for whatever, again, you can make the screen so big, it like wraps around you. So it's like, like you're in it, man. And I, for the first, that was the first time I've ever been, I've ever been so moved by that, by that particular piece that it's, it's fucking, the adaptation is fucking brilliant. And it wasn't as, I didn't turn out as I expected. Like I thought I was going to love Benedict Cumberbatch as the monster and Johnny Lee Miller as Dr. Frankenstein. I thought that was going to be the pairing because physically that's the better pairing, right? From a casting standpoint. Uh-huh. But I, I found that I actually preferred Johnny Lee Miller's monster and, and Benedict's Frankenstein. Um, it's fun. I by would a love, lot. I'd love to. Th- so. I, I, it's interesting to see. I mean, I love watching people sort of adapt different roles that is, as it is, but watching them interact with each other in those. Oh yeah. In, 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 like it's, it was it's so, one, cool. so I've, I've talked about this before where, where I've done the crucible a few times in my life. Um, and I've been John Proctor in high school. And then I was Reverend Hale who starts off as an antagonist and becomes an ally by the end of the, 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 the whole piece. And then I was Judge Danforth, who is basically the bad guy in the whole piece, who sentences John to death and is essentially a, a, a like a Darth Vader almost. It's just sort of the way I like to play him, <laughs> um, sort of an emperor sitting up there. And and it's so much fun as an actor to still be in the same story and having a completely different role. And of course, you remember yourself in the other part. Oh while yeah, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's just I I love the idea seeing the different choices and yeah, um, and and, and that you. Have have to make different choices because like you you have been dealing with the other person making the choices that they're making the entire time and just it's in our nature as actors we, we will either imitate we will either imitate or we will deliberately toss out that choice because we want to do something dramatically different than that choice. So yes, um, well, well, and there's a, I think as actors too, we have a a desire to not just try to be a carbon copy of the other uh, of somebody else. Like even like what I did, um, Ricky Roma, um, in oh wow, <laughs> I am bad with titles today, except for Frankenstein because that's like one word and it's easy to remember. Um, Mammoth, it's Mammoth, right? I Fuck so. you, yeah. Um, yeah. anyway, I can't remember what it's called right now but in any case i i didn't want to watch the movie where, where and of course al pacino played ricky roma and he's 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 fucking al pacino do you know what i mean like um yeah and i but i didn't i was like well first of all i'm a woman so i i feel like i should come at it from a slightly different angle but i didn't want to come at it from a super because uh, i didn't really feel like the character uh intrinsically has to be male uh you know how i feel about these things so uh i didn't want to play it like 
somehow making it more womanly, whatever that would fucking mean. So, uh, but I, I did, I, I, res- I resisted Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. There it is. I resisted the temptation to watch it because I was like, I really want to watch it because I remember how good it was because the cast is amazing and all that stuff. But I was like, I, but I didn't want to be tainted. I was like, there's no way I watch it and that I don't just have Al Pacino's way of doing stuff in my head and just kind of wind up doing that. And I was like, that's, that's not really me doing it then. That's, that's me trying to be Al Pacino right and I wonder about that because there is definitely when you see the difference when you watch them they're very very different the way that they go about the the characters and I wonder how much of it is because they watched the other guy do it and were like oh I don't want to do exactly what he did or like or what but like or if it's just sort of intrinsically you know I just feel like people have like an energy about them like Jimmy Stewart had an energy about him anytime you saw him I don't know I don't know what you mean by that (laughs) I think that Jim, what what Jimmy Stewart had was uh, the the ability to talk really soft and then and then give you a long pause and (laughs) then shout a word. (laughs) Um, But he was very likable. There's something about him that was just very likable. I love Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, but also Um, dark. There's a real darkness to the dude that I also really really enjoy. Um. So, so, but like I. And it, what wound up happening, at least for me, was I, uh, Johnny Lee Miller's, I really, really immediately empathized with his creature because he play. it was, it was, first of all, he got to, they got to speak. It's the only time I've ever seen Frankenstein done where the creature actually gets to fucking talk. Not just grunt and moan, but like really? fucking talk. Really? 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 Yeah. You're in a movie. You're in a movie oh. with a Frankenstein who speaks. You're uh, literally in a movie. You're you, in it. You know what I mean, dude. You're not, your movie is not the story of, of Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You know exactly what I fucking mean. I do know you you're dick. Sorry. I just had to. I, just had I to know. I know. You just had to. <laughs> just for you to say, I've never seen a movie. I've never seen anything where he speaks. I've also seen never seen anything where blades shoot out of his hand and no, he fire lightning at I you. sort of specifically said I'd never seen uh, I had never seen Frankenstein done where he gets to speak. I believe that's I, what I said, which is I not at all. A, I'm trying to lighten the mood. Anyway, uh, it was, Welcome I, it to was James light. Lipton's Inside the Actor Studio. It's, I know, right? What <laughs> is your favorite curse word? Motherfucker. No. <laughs> oh, no, I did it backwards. Sorry, that when he's talking to, to Samuel L. Jackson, what is your favorite word? Fuck. <laughs> No, no. The answer, the answer was motherfucker. The answer was motherfucker. So he goes, oh, was he's, it? he's talking. To, he's talking to. <laughs> That's Samuel really Jackson funny because I didn't know. I just actually answered your question. Yeah. He's talking to Samuel Jackson. He goes. He goes. What is your favorite word? And he goes, motherfucker. And he goes, what is your favorite curse word? Motherfucker. Motherfucker. <laughs> He just died. James Lipton just died. It made me real sad to hear that. Hey, um. So, okay, I'll stop going down the rabbit, but like, look it up on their, on their website. You might still be able to buy and see both of them. And if you can only watch it once, I recommend the one where he's the preacher. They're, to be clear, it's good both ways because they're both really talented actors. So, like, I'm not trying to say the opposite is like just crap, but, uh, but that was my experience. And I was just, so there you go. You should get VR, everybody. Uh, if you could afford it. Yeah. Is that what we're talking? I'm, I'm, lost oh. at this point but we're good so now let's <laughs> let's talk about something a little more to star trek well that you know that actually with going back to it like an early early episode of ours you're never that far from star trek like is that i was talking about you know how you have that show where they do the switching and you're like yeah like patrick stewart and yeah. did see you're never that far from star trek never never that far never so that um far. you were um, 
you you sent me a text earlier and said that we absolutely had to do this trek off tonight because you had something on your mind. Uh, you had read an article that you have had me read, and the article um, is about. Let me just boil down what the article s- talks about. Essentially, he's talking about um, what China is trying to do to um, to mitigate the coronavirus crisis there. Now, um, I'm going to try my best to have this conversation. It's going to be very difficult to not become political here. Um, yes, it is going know, a, to a be. lot of a lot of people have a lot of opinions about what China has done and what they we, do. We do. And blah, well, blah, let, blah, let's and, be clear. And, I think we should stay away from the. That that whole angle yeah. for the we will tr- we will try but it's but we're but, you know the but, politics come into play because we're talking about governments and people and what is that that's politics. Right. but um, we're, so, so what really inspired article, this was you didn't want to watch the orville i think we need to start there oh yeah so there i it's not that i didn't it's never been that i didn't want to watch the orville <laughs> let me let me be very clear about how this works and again we've talked about this multiple times we live I in know. a world that is an embarrassment of riches when it comes to to sci-fi opportunities yeah like my back my back it's like like you you have to remember, and I know I'm trotting old ground, but you have to remember that that we grew up in the late 80s, early 90s is when we went from child to adulthood is is, is when it came for yep. us. And and it was a it was a fucking wasteland, man. Even the, the like they tried to they tried to bring back the outer limits and it wasn't that good. They tried to bring back the Twilight Zone with limiting. It was very like very, very success. The best you, 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 you could maybe get like like Tales from the Crypt. But oh, Tales really, from the Crypt, I told totally watched all, that all you really had all you really you had tales had, for the dark side yeah you had that too but like all you really had was star trek and yeah, then and then well and that's but that's the thing right is that that you look at it something like quantum leap right and quantum leap was great but quantum leap was, was only sci-fi in premise and then was like a a character drama throughout the entire thing like if you wanted sci-fi quantum leap was about as good as you could get if you if you loved spaceships you'd watch quantum leap because well there's some sci-fi in it there's a hologram right so okay it counts yeah do it um <laughs> that and, 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 but that's the reason we can all the reason everyone from our era can quote quantum leap because it was the only sci-fi network tv show and then you had next gen which was syndicated and then you had things like there was doctor who but if you weren't into british tv or you weren't into like really cheaply made tv that yeah. wasn't going to be for you and then you had all of the like the syndicated stuff you'd put up with and i'm not talking about like Battlestar Galactic. Not, well, there was Battlestar Galactic. I'm not talking about like um, uh, Buck like Rogers, Babylon, ba- Babylon Five, Bionic and stuff. Woman, yeah, Buck, Bionic Man. What, what, all early eighties, all or all early or early eighties. By the time we got to middle school and past, like the, and that's why I would get so excited. Like you would freak out. You go, "There's gonna be a Bionic Woman reunion movie in four months. I can't <laughs> wait for that. Ninety minutes of sci-fi. Like it was. Like it, it's the reason why shows like the original Flash, which were terrible, largely." We would watch because it's all you could get. The problem is now the reason I haven't watched the Orville is frankly because I can at any point. There's so much that's good and it's good. I haven't watched Westworld. I'm in the middle of the Arrowverse. I've, I've given up on half of it. I'm really only watching Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. I just can't watch all of it anymore. And 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 something new. There's a new show right now on Amazon Prime called Upload that looks amazing. I, yeah, it looks good. And there's a I new show everybody's telling me about on on. Uh, there's a show. Well, I don't know how new it is. It's been there for a bit. 
it, I guess, but The Expanse. Like, even my mother, who doesn't really watch sci-fi, she's like, have you seen The Expanse from on Amazon? Oh, yeah. So it's I've right had, up like, your five alley. People tell, I haven't. Five people tell me yeah. I have to watch Westworld. They say, get HBO and watch Westworld now. You'll love it. Okay. You know, it took me forever to finally get to Dark, Black Mirror. I only just started that now. Like, so, so yeah. the reason that the Orville fell by the wayside is probably because of Discovery, in that... When I want Star Trek, I got Star Trek. It's there for me. And by the time yeah. the Discovery season ends, you know, like it's, I got this and I'm already into the Arrowverse shows and that's happening and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is coming back and Picard's out there and we're trying to watch movies sometimes too. And now we're playing a video game. We don't even watch TV anymore. You know, keep in mind, I got kids. My night doesn't start till nine. And yeah. I got a, like, I got one episode I can usually watch in a night if I'm lucky. Yeah. So like the, the Orville has just never gotten to the point where it grabbed me. And now I'm at the other end of it. It's the reason why I can't pick up an X-Men comic anymore is I feel like, well, now I would have to watch the first couple seasons to get, and I'm, I don't want to watch TV from four years ago. Like I'm, I'm like, it's, it's <laughs> an embarrassment of riches. And eventually what's going to happen is my kids are going to graduate. Um, yeah, more and, time on your hand. You're going to be like, now's the go, time I get to get watch all the things. Yeah. Like, like it's, so it's never been about the rejection. I know. I know. They are, but but I, I did know. have problems. You I, did, I did though early problems. on, and I told you I was like they they really iron those out, dude. It becomes very much like next gen. Like it's a lot like next gen, and this and yeah. this episode in particular is very Star Trek next gen. No, very much we've so. discussed we we've discussed this episode since I watched it. Have we not? I no, we had, I don't I think believe we had we the have. discussion. What do no, you think I of don't... Avengers Endgame? By the way, <laughs> we haven't had that conversation either. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I had to watch Endgame and you had to watch that but I had see I was holding you hostage and then you're right and then I was I I've been I've been a poor uh did you have you have you not watched Avengers Endgame you know what I have watched though I did watch um oh it was a different I did watch Birds of Prey which is I know not interesting Birds of Prey was an interesting beast I gotta say I really liked the movie they should I I understand why I understand there was a lot of anger uh about it being called birds of prey which i totally get having watched it <laughs> going yeah that's not a fair title like yeah they're kind of in there but it's about harley quinn like let's be clear it's it's, well, it's pretty much thing, about though, harley the, quinn <laughs> the movie is called it has many words in the title only it does three now of birds of prey but that it's, was my understanding is they added and the fantabulous you know it, it is the, the full emancipation of one harley quinn was the, the, added bird, because birds birds of prey episode two attack of the fantabulous emancipation of one harley quinn esquire rn phd <laughs> um that's funny. So, um, that's, so um, they, yeah, they did all. And, and what's funny is I haven't seen Suicide Squad yet. <laughs> so, um, like, I, and I didn't, I didn't miss it. I think they clearly showed footage from it to show Harley's, uh, wh- where she had kind of come from. But it was, it was delightful. And, and Harley, I mean, Harley Quinn as a character is, de- is delightful. Like, let's just be clear about that. And I did play through the, the story mode finally, uh, for Injustice 2, which after having played through the story from, from Mortal Kombat, 
at 11 um, was honestly crap by comparison. And once again, you're like always playing as a dude, never as a chick, which really pisses me off. Um, like, and and I'll, I think I did the numbers out of like 40 characters, nine of them are women in that game. Like, that's how unbalanced DC is. And I will see this though in, in Birds of Prey, Black Canary, that version, that casting, that, that is my favorite I've ever seen. It's so hard for me to watch that because Black Canary. Because I hate, what's her name? I hate her. Who's, what's her name? <laughs> From Arrowverse. But I didn't like her sister. I didn't like her sister much. I don't. I didn't like Little Miss Pouty Mouth much. Um, how far? I, how far have you gotten into it though? Do you like? It doesn't really matter. I just don't yeah, like. Do, them. It really. It really. It really does. In that, here's why it matters. One, her sister um, is incredible and she can really fight. And she's the lead character on Legends of Tomorrow. Completely different character. Like, like as, I know. As, I just don't like her. I, 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 Have you watched her on that show? Yeah. All right. Well, I like her. And then and then there are not one. Like, I want to be two. clear about this. Like, I'm clear that in her case, it's there's just, you know, you, sometimes there's just people that for whatever reason. Sure. They just rub you well, the wrong hate- way. I hated Laurel. I hated Laurel. Oh, for a I long still time. hate Laurel. And I no, and but then I, they I, killed I, Laurel and they made a different Laurel out of the same actor, and they, she was way better. She, I'm, I will, I will grant you, she was way better, but she's still not that good. Like, oh, you see, I, she's I, maybe never I just got, really maybe I, gotten out from under that, as far as I'm concerned, and as far as her sister is concerned, the original Canary. Um, I just, there's just something about her that just kind of rubs me in the wrong way. And it's not her fault. She's a, a, she's a good actress. It's not her acting. Um, there's just something about her that just irritates me and it's not fair, but it, but then it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, well, here's, um, here's the, here's, here's the other thing, right? Here's, here's, here's the other part in the movie and in the comics, she is Dinah Lance, but in the show, she is Laurel Lance. And yeah. then a character named Dinah Shore shows up who is also a canary. So there is a Dinah on the show who's a canary and Laurel who is a canary. And as a matter of fact, the show that's going to replace arrow next year there's a pilot for already green arrow and the canaries which is his daughter and then the two of them um so seeing dinah lance immediately through it, it would be like it'd be like for me i understand like that it's a care it's the character is accurate to the comic which i did not read so yeah. not having the comic it would be like me watching a rethinking of Star Wars with this character named Anakin Kenobi. I just, I'm just like scratching my head. Going, how, how is how is this? Wait, what? no, this can't be. This isn't right. But the the movie was great. You know, I'll say this: it made me want a sandwich in a way I've never wanted a sandwich. I, <laughs> oh, it was so I, fun. I was watching that scene. I was so thinking of Mister A. I was like, he is going to relate to this so much. This is him all over. <laughs> like, yeah, he definitely did. He was like making the same face she was in everything. It was really, really. I wish I could have like just captured that moment on film because it was it was hysterical. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was a it, it was a um it, it wasn't a good movie, but I, I liked thought it, it was. But I don't. I mean, I, I like the, you know. What I, I think this, for the, instance, the, like the the setting. First of all, I, something that I did not know. I, I did not know Ewan McGregor was in it. He was, um, and I adore him. Me and Mister A adore him. So when I I didn't even care that he was the bad guy like when i saw him he was such an time, interesting bad guy like, he course. was so 
Always. Like, but just weird. He was just a weird. Yes, guy. And a you, very and weird forget, bat, and I didn't care. One forgets <laughs> that, that Ewan McGregor cut his teeth, not as Obi-Wan Kenobi, but doing just weird. weird look up a movie called Velvet Goldmine. Also, I've watched it. His, his oh, it's good. Um, um, but like, like he cut his teeth doing just bizarre, like independent really type stuff. Like, well, I mean, Train Spotted for Christ's sake is probably yeah. the first. That's the first thing I ever saw him in. And I mean, and I will admit that's not when I fell in love with him. I fell in love with him at Moulin Rouge. But um, like, it, it's I mean, that's a hard movie, man. Train Spot. It's weird, and it is. It has a lot. That movie has a special place along with Requiem for a Dream of having a scene in it that is physically difficult to watch and I to the point where I had erased it from my memory for train spotting and then I watched it again like a fool because we were like it came up on some streaming it showed up as like hey you might like this which of course yes I would I, I love you and McGregor and you know that they're always listening uh, and like that's this this scene happened and I'd forgotten and I was like emotionally fucked up for days I forgot like, that's how much powerful. I liked train spotting <laughs> last time I saw it. I haven't seen the second one. I hear it's I, good. I haven't seen the second one either, but I'm afraid to because if they're they're gonna slip something in there like that, like because most of it, that's the thing. Most of it is like a crazy kind of ride of uh, adrenaline and weirdness and drugs, sex and whatever. But like then they they throw you that fucking. You're like, damn it, what? That why? Why would you do that? Why? And I know why. Obviously, I know the real. I know why. It's to fucking affect you and. It works very, very well. But for someone with my delicate sensibilities, I, uh, I, I couldn't handle it. So I, I'm afraid of watching train spotting too. But generally, well, I, like, so when Ewan, when I saw Ewan, I was, I lost my shit. I was like, <gasps> I was like, oh my god. Mr. A has to watch this. He has to watch it tonight. I can't wait. Oh, I want to tell him so bad. I want to tell him so bad that he's in this. <laughs> and it was it well, was I really wanna, hard to I, not spill the beans. <laughs> I want to jump back real quick because we don't have that much time left, actually. And I want well, to actually we talk should about just, I doing. guess we should talk about, like, well, this, this would be, like, just some <laughs> fucked up shit where we, like, mentioned a thing and everybody's be like, my God, what were they going to talk about? And we're going to talk ah, about it next uh, time. So... So uh, this so is a China, true old school Trek fashion. Like I think, uh, welcome to Trek off. Welcome um, to Trek off, where we never got around yeah. to talking about Star Trek because we went down <laughs> rabbit hole. Like, after it'll be, it'll rabbit be like hole. How, how Jimmy Kimmel ends every one of his episodes apologizing to Matt Damon for not being able to get him on. Um, <laughs> Where's the origin? I don't even know the origination of that. I don't know. He just goes, "Sorry to Matt Damon. We'll try and get you on next time." Um, so, <laughs> so the the articles I've read essentially say this that, that as part of mitigating. Are the you spread serious? Of corona, You're really going to do this? Yes, I'm going to do this. Um, in in trying to mitigate the spread of Corona, uh, China has uh has created well, an app that we along with. But we with GPS, didn't talk about the episode yet. We will. I'm going to bring it all together. No, in, you don't China, start at the end and then oh, go back to the fine. beginning. Sure. Let's follow some kind of linear path through the show. That's a great <laughs> idea. Why did we not do that before? Yeah, let's just do it. Whatever. This show's a straight line. It's it's narrative gold. This is amazing. This is like playing hopscotch. It's amazing. <laughs> let's go. I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought that we were just throwing around story cards like this was Memento or Pulp Fiction. Just like, do a scene from wherever. <laughs> it's more like it's Pulp fine. Fiction than Memento. This, It'll be Memento if you start at the end. I don't know. Maybe we did start at the end. I can't even tell what the end is anymore. It's fine. Well, because I, I started it started with watching the episode. And because then I saw a story after I watched the episode. was Trekkle like, Trekkle oh. to whack off. Alexia's Justin's name. Whatever. <laughs> Man, dude, I'm sorry. Trickle to whack off. That's the new name of this show. What is it? Wait, trickle what is it? Trickle to whack. Trickle to whack off. Trickle to whack off. Did you know they're bringing Animaniacs <gasps> back, or did you tell me that? I don't know anymore. What are they doing? I don't even know what we're talking about. <laughs> that there's going to be a new Animaniacs for real. Yeah, I've known that for years. I've known that for years. Okay. Um. Yeah, um. So okay. So the it was the, so wha- the, epi- the wackle that made me think of it. I think. <laughs> so the the episode. Um. The, the are we talking about the China part? Or are we just talking? Yeah. About the episode? We'll because- talk about we'll talk about the episode, and then right. yeah, we'll get to the China. We'll get. All right. So we'll so, get to China. How much can we, we'll, how we'll much, build a tunnel. We'll can build, we cover? We'll dig a tunnel to can China. We, can we dig our way to China in fifteen minutes? Go. Um, the episode essentially is a, is a satirization of of like culture and also cancel culture in America. The two things going together say, what if you took everyone's desire to be liked on social media like Facebook and you put it together with everybody's desire to get angry at somebody's something some, like. Well, and to judge to, people like it's a, it's, a, it's a pastime people. That's what we do. Well, one, we want to be liked and we want to judge other people like human beings. Basically, we like as a species. We're really pretty shitty. Uh-huh. Well, it's you know, it, it was the Green Goblin in Spider-Man who points out and goes, you know, the one thing that people like better than a hero is to watch a, a, a hero fall, fail, and that's like, like that is something that is prevalent in American culture. You can go no further is to look at, and I'm not talking about like true, like true monsters like uh, Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey. Sure, I'm not talking about those people, but you look at someone like James Gunn, for instance. Who, uh, who is the director of the first two Guardians of the Galaxy movies, who used to work for Troma. And when he used to work for Troma, he put out, um, you know, he would tweet out just ridiculously obscene stuff, right? And, and so, you know, it was sexual. It would seem misogynistic. And, and he was in the middle of making Guardians 3. And somebody pulled out a tweet from 10 years ago and said, you tweeted this. And like, when you read the tweet, you can tell we have enough people like this in our lives. We are those people. People sometimes it was a joke for the sake of shock value. Yeah. And the thing about jokes that are for the sake of shock value is that you have to be able to recognize that that's why they're being told is because that's the humor. Yeah. Like for joke. a lot of comedians too, like when there are people that go and they, and they see comedians and then they get offended by some joke or another, it's like, it's a fucking joke. That's yeah. the, their, le- their whole purpose is to stand up there and joke at you. Now, whether well, you like recent, the joke or not, sure. Most recently, but, someone tried to do a cancel on uh, on Robert Downey Jr. for really? the role he played in Tropic Thunder, going, Robert Downey Jr. did blackface. Why are we letting get away with oh, this? Oh, come on. That, yeah, well, see, like, that's some bullshit. Is that, is that, what, what's great is that <laughs> members of the black com- community came out in his defense and said, no, 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 no. Robert Downey Jr., did not do blackface. Blackface is when a white person dress up dresses up as a black person. In in Tropic Thunder, 
he was a white person playing a white actor who thought Play. that yeah. he could do blackface. Yes. And the point, the entire point of the, the satire there. The entire point of it, yes, is, is, that is that it's. You don't do that. It's wrong. That was the, it's fucked that was up. the entire point was that yeah. that is a thing you don't do. Yep. And, and. Outside of the context, you could go, well, it's not okay to do that. But then you go, you have to. Yeah, that's context. the thing. Context matters in everything. Like, there's a reason that our laws and that our system of of justice is the way that it is. Because nothing is as cut and dry. Nothing is black or white. Like, and that's something they talk about all the time in Star Trek. Like, very rarely is it just like, this is all good. This is all bad. Like, this is a bad, like, like the episode with Wesley when he's in that, that play, like, uh, where the, the sentence for everything is death, right? So we don't break rules. Yeah. And he, like, fell in some fucking flowers. It was an accident. Yeah. It wasn't like he was, like, a, a, a rebellious youth who's like, I'm gonna fuck these flowers up. You know what I mean? Like his intent matters, and the circumstances, and that shit matters. And that was the thing, and that's that leads right into this episode. That's what I mean by this episode was so um like the like like, like that an episode, episode yeah, of, so- like not just that episode, but like a conglomeration. It felt like it would fit right in in next gen. So they basically they go looking for their there are a couple of anthropologists who are on one of these you know planets where they're embedded and they're they're you know not as advanced as us and they go uh, they go missing so the Orville gets sent to find them and or th- they- let me let me make one quick clarification they're actually they're not as advanced as the Orville they are right. exactly as advanced as us oh, because right. they are yes. clearly us they're clearly they're us. 21st yes. century yep. America is what they are yes is what they clearly are and they get down there, uh, they send down an away team, and um, they're talking about, I think, dancing or sex or something like that, and... Um, what's his name? I don't remember the name of the character. One of the char- one of the characters starts doing one of the a characters dance starts doing a sa- yeah he starts doing a sexual dance with the statue, like as a, just to be like, well, were, were you doing it like this or were you doing it like that? And somebody catches it on their on their phone, their camera, their camera phone, and then it starts circulating. And what you find out is that on this planet, everybody has like they have like a little ID card that they have on their person, and people it's basically an inter- a direct like and and don't like that you're like carrying around and you have a numerical value and you essentially have a rotten tomato score is what you have yeah and the, and the more and the more negative it is like the, like the pit like you can't you won't be served at businesses like it's, it's such a great powerful scene when it when it hits when like that hits the waves right like when somebody catches it on the video they haven't been found out yet they go into like some little cafe to order and the girl behind the counter is kind of flirting with him and he's flirting back and then all all of a sudden his score like plummets and she's like she switches immediately and she's like you need to get out of here you need to get out of here right now like we don't serve people with your score like and he has no idea what she's even talking about right like they've just replicated the stuff they saw and they got like these illegal badges or something off the street because somebody caught them and was like hey you can't be caught without a badge that's not like you have to have this it's not something you're op- like facebook is something we opt into right this is not that. Everybody has to have it. It's a requirement. And one thing that the that the episode did so well for me, along with the satirization of of the desperate need that we have to to get digital likery now, 
is it did show in one of the best ways I've ever seen the being stigmatized like at a high school level that that sort of walking around the lunchroom wanting someone to notice or like you and if you feel like the world hates you the way that no it it just that that sense of of isolation and loneliness that that particular scene gave me was it hit home I was like god that's what it feels like walking the lunchroom after you've been called out at something stupid. God knows what it's like now when somebody can- Oh, God. Because you know, it doesn't end so, there, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where the, and people don't even have control over it. We're like some video of something they did. You know, I, I have direct, you know, in that I am the parent of a middle schooler. I've, I've heard directly about how things from like four years prior suddenly get brought up to make fun of you. Um, It's a, it's a, it's a different world. And I think this exemplifies it really well. I'm going to bring this back around to the article well, that so, you showed me, which well, is- Well, so, but I want, I want just real quick, you have to then go on an apology tour like it's like a crime you get convicted of a social crime essentially of being like a bad person and then you have to go on an apology tour and then people vote on their screens and remotely on whether or not they believe you <laughs> whether or not believe you're sorry um which is not unlike what is kind of goes on now when you get called out for some shit like you were just talking about like people trying to tear down robert Downey jr and then people have to come to us and then you bring in people who kind of try to come to your defense and then you you know if, or if you've actually done something wrong you apologize and hopefully people know, think that you mean it um at least in this world and if you uh if your score doesn't get back up above a certain percentage uh they basically lobotomize you which is pretty fucked up right it's pretty barbaric i think we could all kind of agree on that uh and so what this brings about to is that 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 shortly after having seen that episode i, I read an article uh that was true <laughs> uh about, that was happening today in the world uh and this was a long time ago this was like a year ago or at least two maybe even uh because was like a, an early episode of the orville where they where China instituted a social system, a social system like a credit score, you had a social score, and I was like, "What? <laughs> like, like somebody broke the matrix? It's spilling over. We need to fix it." And, well, uh, and so, so what they're doing now, yes, in so now mitigating m- mitigating further. COVID, they've got they've got this app that everyone is going to have to have, and doors are going to be locked, like physically locked, and then mm-hmm. you scan the QR code on your app, and it opens it. Well, the problem is, is that you're color coded green through red. And it's based on your contact with with people who have been either in high risk would, or high risk or like or like you're hanging out with too many people, and by hanging out with too many people, you become high risk, um, and you can't get into certain places that way. And so, given we we only only have really about ten minutes to discuss this, but I really want to talk about this about whether or not this is good, um, because I'm really of two minds, Alexi. I really am. Um, on one hand, I see the potential for abuse of this, right? Because if you can do it with oh, this. Yeah. Then you can. What else can you do with the door? Well, and that's kind locked. of what I mean. Like that's what I. I feel like I'm. I. I, I almost see this with. And if in fairness, it's in response to a life-threatening pandemic, but it is an upping of that social stakes. Like it that that system that they kind of have going, like had already begun, had already taken root with this idea of having like a social score and having a value like your credit score that really that affects your life and it's a social score. And I'm like, that is fucking terrible. Like that's just that sounds like something straight out of a dystopian novel like or this fucking world that they've created i mean obviously nobody's getting lobotomized in china if your social score goes too low but like when i read that article that it was happening for that some version of it kind of a, a nascent version of it was happening i was like where how, how do you stop it like that has to keep 
sort of pushing forward, doesn't it? Uh, or well, or it certainly at least so, has the ability to. And then you and now you have a pandemic and you've got a real valid reason for it too. For like your how safe you are to matter because that's life or death that now now it's you know they, there's a reason to take it beyond a point like, because if you were to say that like on this world in this scenario in the, in the episode and be like okay we're doing this and this is the consequence i think people would react poorly um it would it wouldn't go very well and you might see a revolution of some kind you people would revolt but when it's hey this is now about safety i'm like i'm with you i'm of two months right because i see the safety factor and i get well, it i think i think what you get into is you get into th- this feeling i have of you know this is why we can't have nice things it's sort of what <laughs> pops into my head or i go I, I go like like it would be great if you didn't need shit like this yeah um and that's that's like because like here's the thing here like let's let's be optimistic and say we find a cure slash a a vaccine uh treatment whatever so it's no longer the 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 risk that it is now right sure do they allow this system to just go away or once the locks are already on the doors no way you know that especially not china hell we would right that's what i'm saying right and that so so that's but that's where you have the that's where you have the the real and this is why like this should be a political right? issue and this is this is this is where i get so pissed off and where i've i've been in argument after argument after argument on facebook with people about this um and i'm not going to back down from this position so if you don't like this then you can find another show to listen to um uh but right now we are in the middle of of like something that we were I I was telling I was saying this to you. Correct me if I'm wrong. In February, we're going to be looking at tens to possibly hundreds of thousands of deaths. Was I not saying this in February to you off 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 camera yep. on the show? Mm-hmm. I was telling you, don't believe anything they're telling you. This is going to be super bad. I know how these work. I mean, fucking go. And I knew, and I, I you, and fr- and frankly, you didn't even need to like I I know that. Like yeah. my sister like, is also we've, in healthcare. We've watched, we've watched enough sci-fi, guys. Yeah, like I've we know how we've watched works. the stuff. We know how it works, yo, and we know that that's not all. Like that's the thing about sci-fi. It's not always just, it's not a fantasy. It's just like crazy made up. Like a lot of times it comes from a jumping off point, man. I fucking, I watched Outbreak in the 90s, scared the shit out of me. And then I read The Hot Zone and then I was like, my God, we're fucking doomed at some point. Yeah. Like, so, so, so all that, all that being said, um, there is this, these two contingents of people that, that I want to separate out because some are are just I don't get the people. It's a conspiracy, and I'm yeah the protesters with the guns, at yeah, the, the, the with the American flag T-shirts, you know, holding signs about how it's fashion. There's them, and then and then any the- conspiracy theory that that like because and I can because I can kind of get sucked into a conspiracy. Like I'll admit, I can sometimes get sucked sure. into a conspiracy theory. Oh, I can believe inter- me, we're gonna I can inter- we're gonna I can get, entertain we're gonna it. get the messages now on our Facebook page. It's oh right fine. i was saying i, I can entertain it i can entertain the, the but like what i cannot entertain what is what is beyond belief is worldwide like conspiracy yeah, theories why, we're yeah, fighting know, like, wars with all these other countries like that's the that's the equivalent of asking me to believe that like way back in the day when we were nothing but like huddled little tribes that could barely even communicate with other tribes and we just raided each other for food and supplies and women and children or whatever and like that those were that all those people that the heads of all these tiny little fucking 
huts and tribes would get together and go, so this is what we're going to do, all right? Here's yeah, the conspiracy no, I, I, for I everybody. Had somebody, I had like, somebody that's ridiculous. Today. That's not happening. That's not happening. I had happening. somebody today post me. They, they, said, they said, all of this is a conspiracy by the mainstream media to bring down Donald Trump. And my response was very short, in which I said, wherever you fall left or right, this is not about that. No. What I said was, you're telling me that Italy was dumping bodies in the street to help CNN get rid of Trump? Right. That doesn't make sense to me. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's that, that's where that you happened. move me. If I would believe, I could believe that our government or that China's government or that France's government or any one specific government or country. I do not go with France. France is too busy. They're fine. Might have. <laughs> There, there might be a conspiracy theory that comes from one government down to its people, but you can you, there's no global conspiracy that doesn't, we don't yeah. have, we're not on good enough terms with the rest of the fucking globe for that sure. shit to work. Like flat so earth people, like the same thing. Like you're telling me all of the scientists, all the world over, not just in America, but everywhere. And not just the high level scientists, not just NASA, not just the Russian space program or the Chinese space program or whatever, but like all scientists down to your fucking professors at a college, they're all in on this, this conspiracy that the earth is spherical. So you got, so you, like, you, you, get got the fuck you got those, you got those people, right? But then you have the other people that I'm calling the eager beavers where they're just looking for confirmation, confirmation bias to go back to wanting to do what they want to do. Yes. And they will take, they will ignore the 15 articles saying to not do a thing because there's one article to say it's okay to do. And I'll yeah. give you an example specifically. Uh, two things happened uh, in, in Maryland uh, the day before yesterday. Uh, one is this. We are part of the United States and the United States had its single deadliest day of the coronavirus two days ago with 2,900 deaths. On the same day as that, Maryland started to loosen its restrictions on social distancing. And one of the things that it said is it was going to open public parks, but to stay away, stay six feet away from each other. And 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 so people could have places to go, which is fine. That's we're talking national parks and stuff. Mm -hmm. The uh, the homeowners association where I live, there are little, you know, little playgrounds for for children smattered right. throughout my neighborhood. Yeah. They took it upon themselves to then open the tot lots, as they're called, throughout the neighborhood um, for the people, for the kids to play on. And they cited they said because sunlight, direct sunlight kills the virus. So oh my. we've decided to open it up and use it your own risk. Use it your own. So I got into it, people. I was like, don't go. What are you doing? You can't. No. No. First of all, first of all, there, some articles say the sunlight kills it. Some articles don't. And no articles think that direct sunlight's getting inside the tube slide, guys. Right? Like and Everybody oh, pointed. Geez. Everybody started posting the same two articles going, children can't spread it. And then I posted like six articles going, um, yeah, they can here. And they went like, no, look at these two. Children can't spread. It's not. And then people chum in. They go, well, it's my choice if I want to put my kids at risk. And I don't think it's really a risk. And it's my choice to make. And I don't have to wear a mask if I don't feel like it's unsafe. Your choice and like, ends and where like, my and like, rights and begin. I, and I'm like, and I'm like, dude, let's let me put it this way. If you wear a mask and I'm sick and I breathe on you and I'm if you wear a mask and I'm sick and I breathe on you, there's a 70 percent chance that you get the virus. But if I'm sick and I wear a mask and you don't wear a mask, there's only a 5% chance that you get the virus. And if I'm sick and you wear a mask and I wear a mask, there's a 1.5 chance. So the you wearing yeah. a mask is not to protect you. No. It's to protect people from you because the virus incubates for 10 days and you don't know if you're sick while yes. you have it. So when I go back to the 
whole this is why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Is oh, that agreed. is that is that I as much as apps like this concern me, I feel like maybe we need it. I know. Yeah, I as much like- as there's yeah, it's it's yes, it is a very it's, it's that's what makes it very Star Trekian. It's like what is the be- God, what is the better thing? Because I I see the evil there. I see the 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 beginnings of of the corruption that can happen there. That it's it's fucking fertile as fuck for that. But at the same time, like I'm I'm with you, man. Like I mean, this is this is no bullshit. People who are like, oh, it's my risk to take. It's not that big a deal. Like because somehow you've managed to go this whole time and not had anyone personally affected in your life but like i have heard stories from my sister i mean of of her having to these people having to die alone and and they just like turn off the fucking ventilators and leave man because you can't take it out while they're still alive it's just fucked up and 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 it's horrible and i mean just and if you want to take that risk on yourself fine i don't give a fuck that's like smoking like if you want to kill yourself, hotbox yourself in a room and fucking go for it. Light it up, but don't don't but the take it someplace there for else. You, they're there for everybody else. Yeah, so, like don't so take it like that. And that's why like, smoking became not okay in both places because it's not about you. It's about what you're doing to those around you. And it's like yeah, it's you, about your rights that end to, there, man. They have to work there. Yeah, well, and that's exactly right. My mother, my my mother is a flight attendant, flight attendant on a major airline, and and. And, you know, that's why, you know, they had smoking sections and non-smoking sections, but the flight attendants still had to go through. So flight attendants were getting lung cancer. And they're eventually like, it shouldn't be a choice. Hey, if you want to keep your job, you got to have lung cancer. Right? Like, that's not it. That's like back in the day. Like, what, if you wanted to be, a, if, you, if you wanted a job, you had to be a minor and you had to just, you had to die of, of, of coal lung. So Sorry. I, I think, I think, I think the smoking analogy is really great where it's like, you're like, you're like, hey, well, well, you know, if, if I want to smoke and that's my choice, well, yeah, but it is. like, this is the same thing. You, you very well could be blowing out smoke that's going to kill other people's lungs exactly you just don't know it you just don't know so, it. and that's the difference so, you, like that's your so, choice ends there my friend because now it's not about would, you one would imagine right that that a mitigation factor would be like okay we we've determined that people come in contact with so many people and we've looked at the hotbeds of where everyone one is and we think it's safe for every person to come to, to get let's say ten thousand contact points a week and you get a certain amount of contact points based on the people that you interface with but also based on what their current score is. So let's say if they've mm-hmm. been in contact with 20,000 people and you're in contact with them, well, unfortunately, you've just absorbed 500 contact points and they work it down to an algorithm, right? Where they go, they go, you know, you, you, if you five, you know, you can see a thousand isolated people or you can see, you know, five people who have not isolated or you can take one trip on the subway. So you're like, you're going to stay in all week so you can go to a movie. But once you've crossed your threshold of, of contact points, you are no longer allowed to go out in society so you can either you know have a few friends over once or twice a week or go to a small restaurant or you can decide i'm saving it all up because i'm going to a play tonight and those are my contact points and we found that by doing that we can cut the spread of the virus by 90 percent. like scientists come up with that and that sort of sounds what this sounds like going like hey like you if you want to be out you know we're okay with you coming in the building and i've heard that rockefeller center is doing stuff like that if you want to be okay with coming in the building 
then you know what? You can't be out everywhere with everyone all the time. Like you can't because like, we don't want to, we don't want community spread. So I get it. But the problem is, I think you're right, is that now it can be. And also, if you haven't paid your taxes, then you don't get access to the system. Also, mm-hmm. if you've been convicted of a felony, I mean misdemeanor, I mean speaking out against the government, then mm-hmm. you can't. And, and so the ability for abuse is absolutely there. And that does concern me. And yeah. And, and I, I, I wish I knew the answer. It's why we need things like Star Trek and the Orville is to, to yeah. let us consider it. But I, I want to say to any, any, and this is the problem. We go to this binary, yes or no, hot or cold, black or white cancel culture is this. Maybe the best idea is only the best choice between two bad ideas. And that is something that people in discourse, in politics are never like able to have that. And go, hey, yeah. man. No. Like, like, like we have like like it's unfortunate. You know, we didn't get the candidate that I wanted. And there's this other one that I know is real bad, but I don't like the one we got to choose. So I'm gonna not do anything where or I'm gonna pretend that these aren't the only choices. And it's not just politics. It's like that you go it's between this this line between you know the economy and you know, I, I don't want to just look at the people going that the economy needs to open and go, you heartless bastards, you want grandma to die. Well, no, people want to feed their kids. Yeah, I mean, like, people- yeah, exactly. Because I do get it. It's, it's like, just because yeah. I understand that the the virility of this thing, the danger that we're facing, doesn't mean that I'm in any way lessening or saying there is no danger um, from the, the economic, you know, implications. There, There is. Absolutely. There obviously. are a million people. There are a million people right now who have had the coronavirus in the United States. And based on everything that I've read, within 30 days of this point all million of those people will have recovered except for another let's say 80,000 who will die which means you will have 900,000 people who are presumably recovered and immune from this virus who can't go to work and they're going how is that fair I'm I'm of no risk to anyone I can't carry it I can't spread it. Well, that's, I can't get it. We don't know that, though. Why can't, why can't I go to work? And that's what they're thinking. Or people who are working, you know, in West Virginia who've had like the entire state has had something like five deaths or something like that, right? And they're going, they're going, listen, it's terrible. It's happening in New York, but why can't, like, no one in our entire town has even had it. Why can't I open? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you can't, yeah, when you can't, when it's not affecting you. And directly? it doesn't seem likely to affect. Yeah, that's the thing for you. That's the thing for you. That's a human thing, right? Like, period. Like a, a perfect example. Like if I saw a random kid drowning or your kid drowning, and I could only save one, I'm gonna save your kid, right? It's like, like that's well, it's human. Like that episode of Voyager, right? Remember the episode of Voyager where the doctor had Harry Kim and another patient who who they were both going to die, and he had to choose one, and he chose Harry Kim, but he feels like he chose Harry Kim because Harry Kim was the friend that he had. And it right. sent him in that feedback loop. Exactly. Um, because it's not I, I because think, I don't know if I did it because he I knew his chances for survival were better, which should have been the dispassionate doctor choice to make. Or if did, I did it because yeah. I, he's my friend and I don't know that other guy. It turned out that Harry Kim would have lived in the and uh, just fine. Um, and would have been deemed a hero, but the doctor decided to save him because being deemed a hero might have gotten Harry Kim a promotion. And it was determined in his algorithm that nothing can happen that allows Harry Kim to be anything but an ensign, is what happened to the episode. It turns out. It turns out. (laughs) Harry, Harry's going to die. No, he's not really. He's going to be fine. It's going to be so heroic when he wakes up. We'll save him anyway. We can't have that happen. Um, I... I, (laughs) 
I think it's it's very easy to go like like sometimes sometimes it's not you know sometimes it's not next gen and DS9 you have to choose from right sometimes it's Enterprise and Voyager and yeah. you got to choose one. <laughs> Um, you know, yeah, like that's anybody- and then like like anybody who uh, like anyone who minimizes, I think the choice that has to be made here, like that's ridiculous to me. Like if you you need to recognize that that they're like just like the uh, like the economy matters, right? Like just like dying, like people dying mattered. I I don't know, like like now you're asking. I mean, that the now the question becomes like, what is the price tag for a human life? And I I don't think that there is one. Um, well, I, but now when you go to grand morally, issues like the episode, but then like now the episode you says what extrapolate is, out is, and and then it's like is the price well, tag save- of a human life life worth this thing that could possibly be misused later? You know, yeah, I I I don't. I, and I don't know. I don't know, you know the God, answer. I don't have to make like, the choice. I, like that's I the thing. The yeah. <laughs> like that's the thing about Here's these my shows. Only that's answer. What they do. Here's my only answer that I will say. I will say that that the responsibility that we all have is to thoughtfully consider both sides. And I think that's the problem. It's very easy to start screaming about your side and your point of view. And yes. you know, I have a, I have a friend. Yep. Her name is Larkin. And Larkin is a Trump voting Republican. And here's the difference between Larkin and I don't think she's a huge fan of his though. Um, here's the difference between Larkin and a lot of the other people because I have clearly, I'm, I, I, I fall more to the left. Here's the difference between Larkin and there are people, by the way, on the other side who are, you know, who can be just as like for those, I will say this again to get into politics on both sides. Um, if you think, well, my side's the moral right side, so it doesn't matter how awful and horrible people on my side are to the other side, because we're the ones, we're in the moral right, so we have the right to do and say and call whatever name we choose to anyone who thinks differently is not the way to go about. You're not going to win any converts doing it that way. And that's something that I came yes. came across literally, literally just today. Um, wow. But but what I love about Larkin is Larkin lurks in my discussions and occasionally she'll come in and she'll declare what she is. She'll go, I, this is how I vote. I'm Republican. I vote conservative, but I want to hear what you have to say. And then she's not waiting for an opening to start blasting her opinion. She goes, that's a good point. Occasionally she'll go, have you considered this counterpoint? And her counterpoint is usually kind of like, huh? No, I or occasionally she'll go, have you just check out this article and read it? And it's never like, you know, you know, Alex Jones. Like it's, it's like, yeah. it's a, it's a thoughtful. Hey, from- she is thoughtful in her responses and she is considering the other side. And I think that even when the other side is vehement and even when the other side is horrible, if someone says, if someone says, Hey, you know what? I think the best thing to do is to murder all the babies and then we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. But if they go, hey, here's why. And I actually have some compelling evidence. I would probably open the article and read the evidence so that I can then outright dismiss it. If it's a popular enough theory that a lot of people think it might be the way to go, I will probably read up on that theory. Yeah. So like I, I will entertain it. Thoughtful, then I will thoughtfully reject and, yes. and utterly reject. Um, I'll give you a great Frequently. example. Twilight. Twilight. Um, <laughs> my wife loved Twilight. She loved Twilight. I she loved lived. The- book i hated the movie she loved no the books are awful and i knew that they were awful with everything she was telling and so eventually (laughs) i was like listen she's like you haven't read them and i said fine yeah i read all the twilight books from cover to cover and i say today they are awful they were awful then but what i could do is i could say you know what i read up on it i read up on it i didn't read other people's opinions i didn't go oh vampires sparkle they're dumb like i actually read the books because i wanted to have an opinion and have my opinion Uh be 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 valid and 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 and, and, yeah 
yet informed. Like, cause that's the and thing. And I can like, utterly reject the books as, as, as being, you know, being nothing but snot vomit. Cause they are, they are the worst <laughs> things. They are possibly like they're, they're the worst thing. Like I have, I have wiped my butt and put better things on paper than, <laughs> than <laughs> Stephanie <laughs> did with God these books. They're just the worst ever. But I read them. I read them. And by the way, the movies aren't all shit. The third one's pretty good, actually. And third one's actually shot fairly well. It's by the guy who directed 30 Days of Night. It's the only one where the vampires actually seem like sort of sort of like scary and dangerous. Yeah, but that's and, the like, difference the way- between you and I. We, like, and that's probably the difference between you and, and your wife, frankly. Like, I like my vampires. I don't want them to be scary. I like them to be romantic and sexy. Well, but but they're but they're both in that. Here, if anyone wants here, I'm going to spoil all of Twilight. Sorry, it's 15 years old. Here's how Twilight ends, everybody. So you know, <laughs> there's there's there, they spend the entire book, the entire book. You see, okay, first of all, there's a a, a boy who goes to high school with the or, or who's best friends with a girl and falls in love with her, and then decides instead that he's gonna he's gonna um, marry and sleep with her baby um but ignoring that and the fact that there yeah, are two characters that shit's named fucking renee, weird dude i'll give you that there are two characters <laughs> named renee and Aisme, and she names her baby renee's may but ignoring that too here's the entire last book the entire last <laughs> book of, of of twilight they there's an there's an army like an over, overwhelming army of of super powerful ancient vampires on one side that can totally kick ass, and then you essentially have like the rebel alliance of a vegan of, vampires of, of, of sort of <laughs> sort of like the reject vampires, but they all have like super cool superpowers, and they've got um and they've got uh some some werewolves, some hardcore werewolves to help them out, and 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 then you have super powerful like like phoenix level power. Um, Bella, who's the main character, and they're facing off Braveheart style across a field. And you spend a good 100 pages getting ready for war, like at the beginning of the Two Towers. Then what happens, right as the armies are charging toward each other, she stops the fight with a magic thought bubble and everyone goes home. (laughs) And that's, I I don't know if you understand... I don't know if you understand how these things are supposed to work. Because, listen, listen, like, it's, it's, it's like, like the last book, it's just like, it just jerks you off and gives you a blister and nothing ever happens. It's like, it's just not. It's, That's it's because awful. you're reading it for a different reason, man. We're in it for the romance, not for the fucking, I'm, I'm, not for the violence. I'm, I'm, it's like the I'm, Fast and the Furious movies, which I'm finally getting through all of them. We're, okay, we're, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I understand reading. That's not about what is that about? What are those movies about? I will tell you because it's not about the plot, it's It's not about the story. It's about cool fucking action sequences. That's it. Yeah, but here's here's the thing. So I'm okay with the the Twilight books not being about the violence and the battle. But don't give me a hundred pages of lead up to the battle. That's all. Don't have to be like like, <laughs> like you set up the battle. It's like it's like <laughs> Luke. It's I've done this before, but it's like Luke and Luke and Vader square off. You've waited for them to finally meet. No, it's when it's when Luke is facing off against uh, Obi Wan in Episode Three, and they're finally you've been waiting for this battle the whole time, and then. They like they, it's like they they square up. They put up the put up the lightsabers. They raise them up, and then you cut to like Obi Wan leaving the planet and going. He was my brother. I loved him. He's on fire. Bye. Like no, you you show that, dude. You gotta show that. You don't, and you I'll can't... tell you why. I'll tell you why. 
Like perfect Fast and the Furious. I don't know which one we're on now. We're we're deep in. We're like five, six, maybe. I I've don't heard know. it gets really good around five. Actually, I hear that like that the movies take a turn and the five and six are really good. Is what I. Um, anyway, go yeah. On. Anyway, yeah. So we're around there, and I'm and there's some things we're being asked to to choke down. But like by by this point, like you see the first one, right? Yeah, I've seen the first two. Okay, so um, like. <laughs> At least you know this. Like, how often did you watch street racing, right? So, like, by the time you're like at five or wherever we are, like they show them at the, they show them mingling with the street people, hanging out with the street racer people, and everybody's and the the whole scene, and they show the whole scene and all that, and then they do the like the shit talking that they do. You know that that's that that's all there. And then they sure. just cut to them driving the cars home. Like, cause listen, by this yeah, point, but, that, but that's a moment you're talking about. We've seen moment? some crazy shit. We've seen them like fucking, fucking fly a car through a train and all kinds of other sure. crazy shit. But that, you're, like you're, you're we don't need to see a, a street moment. race anymore. We know they're going to win. It's fine. You're talking about, you're talking about a moment. <laughs> Imagine you got to the climax of that film. And like, imagine you watch all of Batman v Superman, and and finally, and then finally he goes, Martha, do you believe? Do wait, do you wait? Do you believe? What did you say? But 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 pretend pretend that all happened without the fight that preceded it. Pretend that like they're finally squaring up against each other, and you begin to ready for it, and then you cut to like Martha Martha Kent and Batman saves her, and he's just like, we fought. I almost killed him. Then he said we had the same mother's name. Let's go. Like it's like like if you're gonna lead up to it, right? If you're gonna like. The, it, either you don't have to lead up to it the book could you could do a different kind of story like not every vampire story has a giant <laughs> army on each side right i did i i read a few of the ann rice novels i don't remember that happening you know even buffy never fought a, a, an army of vampires she pl- fought plenty of armies and plenty of vampires not together um so i mean i guess the uber vamps at the end but they weren't really armed it's anyway you get anyway the the point being is that you don't lead up to you you don't go this is what we're giving you and then there's a th- magic thought bubble it's no i'm sorry that's like that no anyway my point in all of that is to say that sometimes if you need to form an opinion about something, yes, you have to at listen, least listen and or if, and or research. Not to every theory, not to every theory, not to every sure. pandemic video that's out there. All yeah. right, not to every bit of misinformation. But if there is a prevailing a prevailing school of thought that is encompassing a good amount of the counter arguments to the bias you already hold. And I'm not talking every school of thought, but a prevailing one, one that it really is kind of grabbing the news cycle, that it really is grabbing the public. It's worth taking a look at and going, hey, is there legitimacy to this? And if there is, then then, then move with that. And if there's not, then you can go, okay, well, I've now looked it up and I, I and don't think- And this is how I, I feel about I, it. You know yeah. what I mean? Then the, like, I, so, just, but do that. I hate yeah. just because. Like, that's- a, I'm not going to name names, but that's that like, or that's just baloney or that, or just, that's because just because it, just because it is, that's like back when you were a kid and like, you couldn't do something and you're like, why? And your mom was like, because I said so. That's not, that's not a valid answer. That was a valid answer when you're a mom and I'm a kid. That's not a valid answer now. Yeah. When you're, when you're a kid, that's a valid answer. I used to swear that I'm going to say that. I say it now all the time. It's like, yes, guys. (laughs) 
Actually, you know because what I said? I'll, I'll said tell you, so. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what my, go- my, my go-to is. My go-to is, and I've said this, because you and I have a social contract in which you have to do what I say, absolutely everything I say, without questioning. And from time to time, I will explain my motives, but I won't always. What you get out of it is that you don't have to pay for any food or any recreation for pretty much any of your toys for anything that you do. You get to pretty much have everything for free. And as time goes on, that will shift. And as you get more ability to care for yourself, I will start explaining more things. And eventually you will get to the point where you are entirely taking care of those things. And anything I say will just be suggestions. And that is sometimes I will often explain where I'm coming from when I feel like there's a lesson to be told. But sometimes you just got to say, hey, this is is one of those times you just do it because I said so. Like, And sometimes I say, I I would love to explain everything to you. There simply aren't enough hours in the day. Anyway, listen. That is one of the best descriptions of the parent-child relationship I think I've, I've heard. <laughs> that All that being said, it's my perfect transition to saying, we are recording this right before my children's bedtime, and it's time for me to go. I'm it's just going to let you, the little peek behind the curtain, I could talk That's about this stuff all day That's one of the things he long. has to do for them. They don't do for themselves. I, 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 will, I will end saying this. Um, the question of whether or not we go to systems that could be abused um, in order to keep us as a society safe. Um, I don't have the answer. I don't even know where I fall yeah, when it comes like, to like, I'm gonna, like, like this. Like in a true Star Trekian fashion, we're going to leave you hanging. We don't know the answer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> neither one is good. Neither yeah. answer. If they're all bad choices this time. It's all bad choices. I'm sorry. Your, your, your only choices are potato salad with raisins or well done <laughs> steak that's all that's all the only choices that you have in front of you i'm 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 very sorry i'm very sorry the only you you the only choices in front of you is going to be store brand salsa or or store brand alternative doritos it's like 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 i'm sorry the the only only choices the, the only choices in front of you are Mountain Breeze or Dr. Thunder. It's the Stop. only things. That, it's the only, <laughs> Mountain Breeze, Dr. Thunder. It's the only choices that are available. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We only serve RC colas here. No. Cho- yeah. I'm sorry. There are no. There are no good choices. Welcome to Golden Corral. There are no good choices. Just a just a buffet. Just a, a buffet, buffet of future of mistakes. That's all there are. Um, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Is. Stick stick whatever you want to that chocolate fountain. I'm sure it's sanitary. <laughs> we've got it heated. We we've got it heated to 110 degrees. There are. 300 people in our restaurant right now. I'm it's sure fine. it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Go for it. Go for it. The <laughs> Corona Fountain. My name is Justin. Oh, my name is Alex. Trek off. Trek off, bitches. Just one more reminder before you go to go to Totally Super on wherever you subscribe to podcasts, whatever you're listening to this on, search for Totally Super and hear me and Arthur review every superhero movie ever made. It's an awesome show. I think you'll love it. Okay. Thanks for listening.